Welcome to Space Station One Dispatch. Hi, it's Queen Olivia Lucretia Bourgeois Connie St. Redfern III here with an exceptionally smoky voice because I've got a little head cold. I've also, I'm also holding a negative rat test in my hand, which makes me enormously happy. Um, during the 2020 lockdown, I started doing these little micro podcast bursts. I'm sure there's some camp marketing name for this that we can come up with. And uh, I've kind of missed it. I've missed our parasocial relationship. I'm just wired for parasocial relationships. I can't explain why. Um, for my sins today, I'm listening to the audiobook of Spear by Prince Harry of from the Windsor family, who are the royal family in the United Kingdom. And uh, his dad's the head of state of New Zealand, which is... Uh, I, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> I like to go to America and just dream about throwing a bunch of tea into a harbour and telling them all to get bent and then presenting them a massive invoice for Treaty of Waitangi Settlements and and saying, hey, yeah, it was your, like, great-grandmother, Queen Victoria, that made this huge mungus mess, so sell a castle, sell a castle. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I felt the urge to make some notes about this book because um, I'm appearing on a very special... Um, uh, queer panel of other intellectual cross-dressing and also f- like just fabulous um, queer artists in Wellington, New Zealand and I'm realising that I don't know the date. It's really soon. Is it like in 10 days? Who can say, look, you need to subscribe and in the next episode I'll give you the dates. Um, and I was moved to share about the book. So I've got as far as I think chapter 18 and he's described his early life. Um, and you know, mainly it sounds lonely. It sounds really lonely. Um, and it's strange for me because my mother's English and there's a lot of the things that he describes that resonates with my own, own childhood experience. To be clear, the only throne that I'm in line for is the one that I've made up myself because I'm Queen Olivia. <laughs> Actually, I'm on the throne. I'm not in line for the throne. Um, but the themes of that very like upper-class English um, need to stomp down on emotions, never let people see weakness, never let people see you cry. Um, like, it, it's just wild. And, well, and I say that it's wild because it leads to, like, a lot of human suffering. And I guess that's the thing, that just kind of kicking off this book, because I've really procrastinated, because part of me resents, because my family, my, like, so just, like, full disclosure, like, my background is working-class miners from the north. And my mother tells a story about, because she moved to um, New Zealand when she was quite young with my grandparents, and she tells a story of being in some castle near where the family stone cottage was and looking at all the tapestries and the like crystal and finery and just being filled and she said she was surprised by her reaction being filled with rage that all of this all of this was um off the back back breaking work of her ancestors that they just and i mean i mean (laughs) the uk the UK elite are kind of famous for stealing things, right? Like from, like, 
every post on Instagram that the London yeah, London Museum. Oh, I'm bad with nouns. <laughs> Me and nouns do not have a good relationship. But, you know, all the stuff they snatched up from Egypt, like all the land they snatched up all around the world, even within their own country and within their own kind of territory, all of the labour they snatched up from the working class. Anyway, so I was kind of coming into this book with this like chip on my shoulder, like, I don't want to read this privileged pricks like Life and Times. I've got other things I want to do. Um, and I have to say that, like, kind of one chapter in, I was starting to identify with him. I'm like, oh, no, he's a human. Damn it. When you start when you start having empathy for people as people, all of that anger just goes away. And I feel really, um, yeah, really, really moved, actually. I think I had some like, little tears in my eyes at one point. Um, because I don't know if you've read a lot of Oscar Wilde, but obviously as a queen I have, because Oscar Wilde is kind of like the poster boy um, for like, erudite homosexuality um, in a British context, although he was Irish, um, I believe. I believe that if I get things wrong, that someone's going to leave a comment, so it's okay. Uh, he wrote a children's book called The Happy Prince, which is, I've got, I've got a print copy of here that I had when I was a kid, and so this little, this prince grew up in this, like, magical, cloistered world of parties and finery and, and lollies and... Uh, what were they called? Yeah, sweeties, and and then and you know, and then he dies, and they put him up. They put a statue of this prince up overlooking the town. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you must know the story. And so the swallow comes and settles beneath his feet, and he feels the swallow feels these little little drips of rain, and he's like, "This is so curious. It's so fine here, you know, here in London tonight." And it's the prince crying because he can see all of the horror and deprivation. Oh my god, I'm getting the feelings. I don't know why that. <laughs> I don't know why that book affects me so much. Um, and, uh, and and the story goes on from there. There's a story of redemption. It's very beautiful. Um, but listening to Spare, I hear that, and you know, August 1997, right before his mother died, that was kind of the moment where his, I th- like in the book, it kind of pivots to him being aware um, of the, you know, the horrors of the world that his mother was uh, driven, <laughs> no pun intended, driven to her death by... Uh, institution of the popular press there that was just running amok um yeah so anyway so that's kind of my my thoughts um I also discovered that Queen Victoria's husband was a sexual sadist who like enjoyed seeing people die in the battlefield and I was like wow (laughs) that is some revelation (laughs) anyway my croaky voice is um as, as delicious as I find it. And I do believe that this rat test is negative, so that's great. I think it might just be a cold. Anyway, I'll keep testing until the symptoms go away. Thank you for joining me on our parasocial journey. And I'm just going to keep posting these, um, like, regularly, like little snippets of my life so that we can, like, bond in a parasocial way, which I really super enjoy so much. Um, yeah, okay, until next time... I'll come up with a, I'll come up with like a yabba dabba do type catchphrase one of these days. And uh, yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> and oh, would you like a podcast? No, what they all say is go to the Apple Podcast app and leave a review. Apparently that's like SEO catnip for the podcast as well. So it's been beautiful and I will, um, oh, it's been seven minutes and 50 seconds. 
probably be recording some more thoughts on this book um, as the day goes by. Okay, I'm going to go back and do some knitting now. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.